This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. Hello and welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. The subject of this episode is a place with a fascinating past, one that involves diamonds, a king who had a big issue with monasteries, and maybe even imperial invaders. All that, and there's every chance you've never heard of it. I'm talking about Waltham Place Farm. Now, I'm not going to give away exactly what goes on there, that's going to be made clear in just a moment, because first, you need to know where it is. I spoke to Nicky McCann, the education officer there, to find out more. Nikki, thank you so much for uh, being on the RG10 podcast. First of all, can you explain exactly why people might hear the occasional noise from an airplane? Yes, um, Waltham Place actually sits on the hillside overlooking White Waltham Airfield. So um, we're always um, subject to, to biplanes and helicopters and all manner of small aircraft going over the top of us, which can be quite entertaining when you're trying to teach a school group um, in the kitchen gardens and all the boys would rather look at the planes going overhead. I'm really hoping that you'll be able to name each plane by their distinctive engine <laughs> noise as they go over. We'll, we may be coming to that later. Okay, now you mentioned visits from school groups there, but you also offer garden tours, seasonal walks, training courses and workshops. You've got a farm shop, but what else should we know? Oh, well, Waltham Place, it's um, a 220-acre biodynamic farm in the village of White Waltham. And um, a lot of people wonder what biodynamics is. Um, It's very similar to organic farming in that we don't use chemicals when we're farming. Um, We make use of all the things that nature gives us. So we use um, insects and animals as our pest controllers. And we make our own um, fertility for the soil by making fertilizer and collecting manure from the cows. But with biodynamics, it's slightly different in that there's more attention to detail. So um, we do operate a closed system. We try not to buy things in and we make a lot of what we call compost preparations. And they're made um, a bit like a little bit like homeopathy, I guess, because they're made from plants that are readily available in the environment, also made from um, manure that the cows give us. And the idea is that by using the preparations, we can um, stimulate the soil microbiome. And um, as the plants get much of what they need from that soil microbiome, um, we just we want to get stronger, healthier plants that have better storage um, abilities for our crops and um, a good um, nutrient dense food for our customers. Could you uh, briefly, if you can, give me a bit of history of uh, Waltham Place Farm. It's intriguing. Yeah, Um, Waltham Place was bought in 1910 by the Oppenheimer family. Um, The Oppenheimers owned De Beers Diamonds in London, so Waltham Place became their English family home. And we're now on our third generation of the family. Um, Mrs Oppenheimer, the current owner, and her husband are staunch believers in organics. But it goes back even further than that, does it not? 
Oh, yes, there has been a farm here since um, the last thousand years. It's featured in the Doomsday Book. And then around the time of Henry VIII, the, the farm passed into private hands and it's belonged to many and varied people in the years up until 1910 when the Oppenheimers took over. But the history may even go back more than a thousand years. It may indeed. Um, I believe in, in the 1700s, one of the owners um, found the remains of a Roman villa on site. And I've read the entry in the Reading Records Office. But unfortunately, it didn't adequately um, identify the area where this villa may be. So who knows, maybe it's a 2000 year history of Waltham Place. So if anyone is out on a walk at Waltham Place, maybe... Uh, keep an eye out for some uh, Roman ruins here and there. And speaking of walks, could you, if you like, paint a picture of a typical walk for me? Oh, Waltham. At the moment, Waltham is lush with vegetation. Um, this early summer that we've had and the last couple of weeks of quite heavy rain have just sent the gardens into overdrive. So if you come to Waltham Place for a walk and you went through the walled gardens, you would see the kitchen garden, first of all. Um, it's quite a surprising kitchen garden because not only have we got the beds of vegetables, but we have oases of flowers in the middle of them because that creates a reservoir of these beneficial insects that we utilise. Um, then we have the walled gardens, which are Elizabethan. Um, so we have the potager, a long, thin walled garden full of flowers and herbs with soft fruits growing on the walls. Then you go into the square garden. It's cut in half diagonally by a caterpillar box hedge. And on one side, you've got a very tall planting. We, we have ground elder um, in the gardens and many gardeners spend their whole lives trying to dig it out, but we don't. We use this natural planting system that um, chooses plants that can outcompete the ground elders. So they tend to be quite tall, lots and lots of different flowering plants, a beautiful scent. There's a rose pagoda that cuts across the garden so you can always smell the roses. And on the far side of that garden, there's a drought resistant gravel planting with some beautiful plants with that silvery gray leaf color that you get often in pla with plants in hot countries. Um, so that might be a, a hint to what our gardens may look like in the future when global warming takes even more effect. Then you pass through to Friars Walk where um, we believe it's called Friars Walk because the ivy on top of the walls is cut and it looks rather like the heads of monks that might be passing by. And from there you pass on to the butterfly garden with some very ethereal floaty plants that mimic the flight of the butterfly. It's currently buzzing with bees in there. And we have a herb garden and a Japanese garden. And then you're out onto the back lawn with some beautiful trees circling the lawn. In autumn, you get fabulous shades of red and orange there. Um, at the moment, our bulb meadow is awash with butterflies in the hundreds with meadow browns and marbled whites. And we have the incredible long borders that go down from the house towards the woodland um, where we have Copper Beach hedges in semicircles and huge um, cloud cut box hedges. It's, it's really rather wonderful at the moment. If you're there early, 
you might see um, roe deer and currently they're all having fawns so deer and their babies will be popping out of the bushes we've got foxes with fox cubs on site at the moment and the bird song is amazing as i speak to you uh, lockdown has been in place for well well over three months in this time uh, have you noticed any differences in the flora and the fauna around there any anything that's uh, maybe particularly unusual compared to what would normally be the case at this time of year i think it's it's hard to say whether it's the early summer weather or whether it's um the lack of um overhead traffic obviously heathrow completely died down the airfield stopped completely um so one of the things we've noticed is um is that the bird song this year has been spectacular and we're not completely sure whether that's that our birds are having an incredibly good year because of the early summer or whether they're actually appreciating appreciating the lack of pollution we've also noticed um the the flowering plants are weeks ahead of their normal schedule and i think not having the distractions of our normal lives not dashing off on school runs not commuting all those things we normally fill our lives with has made us notice far more the different um flowers around us and the insects that are associated with them um, we have noticed a massive increase in the use of the public footpaths around Waltham Place, um, which we've we've tried to help people out a bit there because when we meet people on the footpaths and they're asking us what things are, um, we've put up boards telling them what animals and insects they can see in this particular month and we're changing those as the months go on. Finally then, and this is a bit of an admission of guilt, I guess. Um, I've lived around here for, well, more years than I care to mention, and I'd never heard of Waltham Place Farm, which is incredibly embarrassing. Am I unusual? Or do you think uh, Waltham Place Farm, you know, is uh, maybe the area's best-kept secret? What would you say? Yeah, we, we have been referred to in the past as Berkshire's best-kept secret um, because... We're very small and we don't want to over advertise the site. We don't want to become like the National Trust and we don't want to ruin the beautiful grounds and woodlands of Waltham Place um, with, with too much footfall. So we, we only advertise through our own website and word of mouth. Um, and people find us um, when they're looking for something organic or biodynamic. They're just looking for something different. They tend to find us. In which case, Nikki, I will do my absolute best to make sure that hardly anyone listens to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki McCann uh, from Waltham Place Farm. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That was Nikki McCann, Education Officer at Waltham Place Farm. And if you do go there, please don't let on that I told you about it. Thanks so much for listening to the RG10 podcast. It'd be great if you could share this with others who you think may find it interesting, even those who've never even heard of the podcasting phenomenon. At the moment, it's just another way that we can all stay connected. If you do have any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes, then please do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or maybe in the comments section on Apple or SoundCloud. Once again, thanks for listening and goodbye.